And you are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. It is 8.05 a.m. The sun is pouring through our window. It's going to be a incredibly hot day. I was complaining to someone. I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm complaining about. But I was like, oh, we haven't had a single 40-degree day this summer. And in fact... And you were unhappy about that? <laughs> no, well, I, I'm surprised because yeah. it's very Unlikely. strange. But even high 30s. And now it's autumn. And we're getting them all. And we're... And we're and, <laughs> Every day of autumn so far has been so hot. So uh, it's just th- a little bit delayed. The seasons at the moment. <laughs> something's going on. Something is awry. Something is going wrong. But hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Tell us about whether what the weather's like where you are. But now we're going to give you another clue for the quiz. That's right. So the clue is: a fool finds this in evil conduct. Okay. So it's a what am I? A fool finds this in evil conduct. All right. So the fool finds this in evil conduct. The widow who chases this is going to die. This doesn't sound like a a positive thing. Um, no. Well, at least to, to chase after. We've had lots of answers come through and lots of people getting it wrong. We've had a few correct. Uh, sorry, Freco, that was incorrect. But but keep trying. Keep, oh, keep going New for people it. keep trying. Tomorrow there's another chance as well. That's and right. um, you will get... The Journal of the Word Bible and the Conflict of the Ages commentary study set to go along mm-hmm. with it. So it's definitely worth it. Now, I've got a few different text messages coming in. The first one here, it says, From a church, uh, if they are promoting it as a family event, is insulting. And this is another sign of the downfall of our church. Allow sin to run unchecked within church. Uh, it is a good indicator of the complete fall of society. History has shown that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. of course we were talking about the story that i was sharing in the uk there is a church called saint mark's that decided it was good to run a family friendly outreach event uh to participate in gay pride which was a a drag show which is yeah essentially crazy yeah it's it's like professional sexualized cross-dressing and they're like saying that it's for children and it's not, and it's never been, and no psychologist or anyone who has participated in that, people who say that it is, that is, that is insulting and offensive and not, and, and dangerous. And da- people who are saying that drag shows are good for kil- children, I am, I am skeptical and suspicious of those people. And do, do they think that the location just makes it all better? That's right. Oh, we're doing it. Well, this is the thing. It's like those in the church doing it within the church. Mm. I'm, I am, yeah, quite shocked. And as the text message here indicates, they are too. I, I love this point. It's it's insulting. Mm. As if you would subject your children to that. That's ridiculous. Again, you have the right to raise your kids however you want, but your kids within the church, I just, yeah. I, again, I would be skeptical. Uh, another text message here from Bruce and Liz. They say, Shanna, you're doing a great job of, of you know, being on the show with Aww. Lawson this morning. Thank you and God bless. Thanks, so shout guys. out those guys. Uh, we have another text message coming through. It is interesting hearing your story, Lawson. This is from Brayden. It's interesting hearing your story, Lawson. Many others and many others of living that lifestyle and changing so much when coming to God and how freeing it felt when you let go of that lifestyle. Mm. Yet some of the people in my life have gone the other way and believe it's more freeing to be able to go out and party and drink and do whatever they want to do. I continue to pray for them that their eyes will be opened to the true nature of that lifestyle, but it is hard, especially when it affects 
more than themselves, but also other young minds watching mm. on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my heart really goes out to people like that who are experiencing that because I've had friends as well who have done the same. And, you know, mm. growing up, you know, trying to do the best and trying to follow God and then being like, this is all too hard. I'm giving it all in and going to the opposite and going mm. to the world just because they think it's easier when, you know, it's only for a season that it's easier. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's not even easier. It's ultimately you are then, the, the freedom that you have gained mm. from quote-unquote letting go of God and, and moving on, and, and but the freedom that you have gra- gained is freedom to be a slave, yeah, basically. Freedom to go back into bondage. Yeah, that's right. You have freely made the choice to be a slave to sin mm. uh, and to experience hurt and sin and pain and death. Like, that. that's, that's essentially what you're saying, and it's why... It's interesting. But sometimes we're blinded by that. Sometimes Absolutely. we can't see that. And that's what's really heartbreaking. It's like, oh, when you can see both sides, like, mm. you know, what should it be? Absolutely. And I think that's the thing that we should hold on to is that sin is slavery. And mm. I look at a lot of political situations in the world right now, and we are always an advocate for people being able to practice their faith freely. And we look at situations like, China or in the Middle East or in Africa or India. There's plenty of places in which Christians are being persecuted. Yeah, and we're fighting for freedom for these people. That's right, absolutely. But simultaneously, then I I look at just governments who are general and are persecuting their population, and and there's an idea that, oh, like, we need to topple governments and stand up for freedom. That's, like, very much the the Americanism mm. and American um, ideals. There's this particular word, and it was named after the the president of America in World War One. I. I forget what it was. I think oh, it's Wilsonian interventionism, and essentially that's the idea that freedom needs to be spread throughout the world, even by force. Mm. Like if there is a country restricting freedom, then you need to to get in there and and force them to stop restricting <laughs> freedoms. You know, you need to fight them, and and that was the justification for. The war on communism, um, and because World War One and World War Two was like America was provoked to join, but particularly World War Two. But then after that, there is a case to be made that a lot of the wars that came after were unconstitutional because they weren't at war with another country. But mm. regardless, it's essentially, a line out yeah, exactly. <laughs> essentially, what we see there is that people are saying we need to fight for freedoms, mm. like we need to liberate these people from these terrible dictators and countries, and. I will 100% agree that that's awful. And when we look at, say, Russia and the Ukraine mm. today, it's like, wow, that is terrible. But what are we freeing people to? What are we freeing people to? It's like, okay, we can fight for their freedoms 100%, but are we f- giving them freedom to sin? Like, mm. are, we, are, we, are we enabling their freedoms? And again, like, I am all for protecting life. I am all for these people not being persecuted. But I think as well, we need to be considering as Christians, well, how can we also meet these people with the message of the gospel? Because that is what is truly going to change their lives. And James talks about the law of liberty. Yeah, that's right. And so we want that law of liberty to get in people's lives and actually set them free from the things that are holding them back. And it sets them free to such an extent in which those Christians will be willing to submit themselves to persecution, Mm. to political persecution, in order to share that freedom with the rest of their nation, which That's is crazy, to hey? share the gospel, essentially. They are so free. They're like, no one could ever take away my right and decision to follow Jesus, mm. even if it brings about my death. I am so free in this life that I'm willing to subject myself to that, to share that freedom with others. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, definitely we pray, oh, persecution be lifted and 
and whatnot, but we should also be praying for our world. Find God, because mm. then we'll experience true freedom. And then also in this country that we live in today. Yeah. Like, again, here in Australia, we are incredibly free, but I'll be free from the bondage of sin. Anyways, I've got some more text message here. It says, drag show and church. Let's call sin for what it is, sin. Mm. <laughs> I, I tend to agree. Um, I've got another text message here. Uh, it says, your thoughts... Shell or Shanna and Lawson, we have anti-Trinitarianism in our fellowship because uh, we know that Jesus is God who died for our sins. And this anti-Trinitarian says God can't die, yet Jesus died for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's from David, and he's asking us the question. Now, that would be a fantastic question for question of the day, which mm. is our Thursday a Thursday segment that we do with Lyle. Lyle has, you know, unfortunately stopped joining us on the breakfast show, but he's migrated over and he gets in to do amazing answers to questions. Uh, but simply, I always think about that that question of anti-Trinitarianism. Do, do you have any thoughts on that, Shedder, of, hey, you know, how would we, if there was someone who says, oh, Jesus isn't God? Mm, I, I do have a lot, a lot of thoughts on it. Yeah. But I think when we're dealing with people, it, it's challenging to work mm. with people sometimes. And we all have different preconceived ideas. And so mm. sometimes the best thing we can do is just pray, pray mm. for the situation. Um, there are obviously Bible answers that you can go to and, and show people to and try and yeah reveal what you've seen in the Bible and how the truth has set you free as well um, mm. in these doctrines and that. But yeah, I, I didn't get quite the exact question. But yeah, definitely like pray for the person and pray yeah. for unity and pray to be able to work together. Absolutely. Mm. Well, for those who don't know, anti-Trinitarianism is essentially the idea that there is a Father in heaven, but the Holy Spirit and Jesus aren't God. And there are some mm. different flavors within anti-Trinitarianism. There's some people who accept Jesus as God, but not the Holy Spirit. It's it's interesting. It's it's a very interesting position to hold. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. It's an interesting position to hold because it's against general Christian doctrine. In fact, it was one of the core beliefs of Christianity from very early, from what I read in the Bible, to say that Jesus is Lord. To In, in fact, uh, when, when uh, Paul writing to you know, fellow believers, he says, oh, this is, oh, was either Paul or it's in First John or Second John? I'll look up the verse in, mm. in one of the breaks. But he essentially says, this is how you know that someone has the spirit of God, you know, working in them. This is how you know that they are abiding to correct doctrine. Firstly, they say that Jesus came as a man, but secondly, they say that Jesus is Lord. Mm. And the indication there is definitely of the divine. Now, the idea in anti-Trinitarianism is that, no, Jesus is a created being. Uh, Some people say that. Some people say other things. There's, there's a few different, like you said, there's two, two different branches. Flavors. That. So but some it, might say Jesus is God, um, but he was brought mm-hmm. forth from the That's beginning. Right. That's kind of the language they yeah. use. But then if he is brought forth, then the question is like, oh, is he then God? Yeah. It puts into question his divinity. That's which right. Is like something we shouldn't question. Yeah. We can't question because God is God. Because God is God. But I would say ultimately, though, we could do a comprehensive Bible study going through each verse. I want to leave that till to question of the day. But my thought is that the story of the Bible, the grand narrative makes so much more sense and is so much more compelling and beautiful when we consider, wait, God is so good that though I sinned, God would come and die for me. Mm. God would step into my place. And that is exactly who Jesus is. He's, yes, one of a part of the 
the triune godhead. Yeah. God didn't just appoint some other random to come die for us. He himself died for us. Absolutely. And then what we see there is actual sacrifice. There's a reason why uh, lambs were a shadow. And the Bible clearly calls them a shadow of the true sacrifice to come. And that's because a lamb is a lamb. Like, the Bible makes it clear in Hebrews. It says, if the blood of bulls could, you know, sanctify us from sin, well, then we would just have that. But Jesus came and died to fulfill the blood of bulls because it's whether it's bulls, whether it's sheep, whether it's goats or whether it's even humans, our lives don't have the ability to make up for sin, but Mm -hmm. the life of God, the one who put into, into, into existence, the standard in which we failed to meet. uh, But then also God who is the moral, uh, what we could say, the moral, king the moral high point the moral standard of the universe the one who put everything into place to then say i'm going to sacrifice myself on your behalf mm. it just makes sense with the narrative of scripture yeah anyways that's all i have to say on that <laughs> there's hey, a lot on it <laughs> if you've got some thoughts if you've got some verses to share zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text we got that we got that question in from david literally as we were speaking so we we definitely would love to take time to to go and prepare that but also to give it to lyle as well shout out thursday afternoons questions mm. of the day you should check, check that out. out for sure what time is on thursday usually question of the day runs at 5 p.m nice uh within a two-hour show that starts at 3 30 Okay, so, so you're not sure exactly what time within that time. Yeah, but it's usually around 5 p.m. Nice. But, hey, guys, get in. If you have any more text questions, thoughts, 0491-064-669. Right now, we're going to do a Bible study. Our topic for this week has been, well, is going to be giving back. Mm. The topic for our quarter so far in our 20 Million Movement Bible study has been managing for the master. And now we come to this topic, giving back. Now, last week we were talking about success, you know, a principle for success, working in which in the time in which God has called us to work, to live up to the standard of providing for family, uh, of, yeah, providing for the needs of others around us and whatnot. But what about when we get to the point in which we have what we need? And and that's... Then we should be giving back. Then we should be giving back. That's definitely what this verse is pointing out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of taking well, this... Uh, this study for this week it's kind of taking the view and the lens of okay so you come to the end of your working time mm. you've worked hard you've put in you've got your super fun cashed up you've got your retirement money what do you what do you do what's the steps to take mm. um i do want to look at a verse first in revelation chapter 14 now revelation chapter 14 particularly verses 6 till 12 and then by expen- extension verses 1 till 12 are incredibly famous. And 12, 13, 14 in general, we see essentially a timeline starting from the beginning of time, you know, talking about the fall of Satan from heaven. We then see Jesus being born, the persecution of the church, of course, all in symbolic language as it's in the book of Revelation. We then come to the end of chapter 12 and we move to chapter 13 and we have the two beasts and the mark of the beast and 666. In fact, 666 is such a unanimously identified number within culture in general Mm. as like the devil number or whatever. But that number is only mentioned in regards to Satan and the beast and the mark of the beast once in the Bible. And it's in Revelation 13. And everyone knows about it. And everyone knows about it. So it's incredibly (laughs) famous. So we see, you know, this narrative of scripture beginning in in, an overview of the narrative of scripture in chapter 12 from the beginning of time right through until... Jesus 
you know, coming. Then we see in verse chapter 13, a highlighting of the persecutory powers at the end of time, the Antichrist, the first and the second beast, which is an amazing Bible study. We then come to chapter 14, which is essentially God's response. It's like, oh, okay, the whole world is evil and corrupt as everyone's worshiping the beast. In contrast to that, we see at the very end of time, this other group of people, the 144,000 who worship the lamb and follow him wherever he goes. Mm -hmm. And then it has their message from 6 to 12, which we call the three angels message, which is essentially the call that those people have for the rest of the world at the end of time. We see that in the previous chapter, it's got... The, the, per, the persecutory antichrist powers, they're identified as Babylon as well. And then the message of the three angels message that this 144,000 group have in chapter 14, God's essentially the people on God's side, mm-hmm. they're like, worship God, come out of Babylon, don't receive the mark of the beast, follow Jesus. Yeah. He's about to come soon. That, that's their that's message. It. That's the final call, right? Then we come to verse 13. So that finishes in chap- in verse 12 of chapter 14. Then we come to verse 13, and it it takes a little bit of a a shift. Do you want to read verse 13 for us, Shana? Sure. So Revelation 14 and verse 13, it says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds follow them. This is interesting. It's, It's a really, really fascinating passage because what we see here is... A break in the story. We've seen these three angels coming with messages. And then when we begin in verse 13, it says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying. So we have a, a, a bit of a shift in scene. Mm. Again, 12, uh, 12, 13, 14 has been, has led up to the events then of the end of time. And then it talks about finally this 144,000 who keep are representing Jesus, keep the faith of Jesus, who have this end time amazing message mm-hmm. to share with the world. And the indication here is that these 144,000 are actually those who don't see death. Um, they are actually the one that see Jesus come back. Yeah. Like they see Jesus return and they are the, essentially the last generation in which, you know, Jesus takes to heaven. When we read verses, for example, in Thessalonians where it says, uh, the living will by no means precede the dead. When I come back, I'll mm-hmm. call those who are dead out of the graves and then the living will be called up yep. as well. So there will be a generation of people who will not see death. And as we believe Jesus is approaching too, we hope and we pray like, oh man, I would really love to be a part of that. You know, to- But the reality of life right now is that if you live, you're going to die. That's right. Except for this special case. <laughs> it's that, and that's the point it's making. It's yeah. like, again, bit of a scene shift here and the angel is addressing john the writer of the book of revelation directly he's like oh but blessed are those who die in the lord now yeah because they will get to rest there is i think it's amazing god instituted work in the garden but then god recontextualizes work after sin and he says now you're going to work from the sweat of your brow it's going to be hard it's going to take it's got like your life is now difficult but god sees here death as uh, somewhat of a blessing because of the great hope that we have on the other side. Mm. And it's interesting, again, if we're thinking about a, a context of retirement in which people have come to the end of their working time and they've, say, they're cashed up with funds, uh, but 
their the end of their life might be approaching closer and closer. It's difficult for many people in that position to see a hopeful side mm. in that. It's like, oh, but now I finally finished my years of working, but life is is difficult, and then it's going to end. Yeah, it's 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 a scary thought. And there's when a lot you're of getting to it. That's right. And there's a lot of people who, when confronted and faced with that, are, are quite perplexed. Mm. But the Bible actually gives hope in that. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we are continuing on. We have another, a final clue for the quiz. That is correct. And if you get it right, you will go in for the entry for a Journal of the Word reference Bible and Mm. the Conflict of the Ages set. So definitely Mm -hmm. worth trying to get this right. Um, We get 100 points for this one, yeah? Or, Mm -hmm. yeah. So the... Clue is, I keep saying question, it's not a question. It's a clue. <laughs> the clue, it's the a clue. clue is, Paul said in the last days, people would be mm. lovers of this rather than lovers of God. Mm. If you know the answer, 0491 is the number to call or text. And again, your entries will go in. Of course, you have plenty of time to get in for the quiz because it's not coming. <laughs> the, the draw is not coming until Friday. Friday yeah. But... Wouldn't you want to store up those, store up those, <laughs> those, those treasures, th- those, <laughs> those treasures in heaven, store up the points within the Faith FM uh, draw system so that you can, yeah, get in for these amazing books. Now we're continuing on with our Bible study. Oh, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Just want to, just want to give you that. If you make were, sure you have the opportunity, that's right. We're continuing on with our Bible study. Got a text message here from Braden. He says, it is interesting to think about the second coming of Jesus. It will be an amazingly spectacular sight, but getting there is going to be a long and tiring journey requiring those that make it uh, to put all their focus on furthering God's kingdom. Mm. Amen. And that's what we see, like the 144,000, that's who they are. They are. And we were actually, we we're talking about this verse in the break, verse 13, mm. because it's it's interesting that if you read this, like in my Bible, I've got a New King James and you have a NLT yeah. and both of these Bibles come with subheadings in them. Mm-hmm. Verse 13 is a bit standalone. It doesn't have its own subheading, but it doesn't relate to verse 14 <laughs> and it doesn't relate to <laughs> verse 12. 12. Like it, it's not within that narrative. Mm-hmm. It's its own standalone verse because verse 6 to verse 12 is the message of God's last day people, the 144,000. Verse 14 is, then I looked and behold, a white cloud and the the one on it was the son of man. Like it's Jesus coming in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So they proclaim this message. Jesus comes back. But you have verse 13 as a bit of a parenthesis, essentially. Yeah. And I love that God just puts a pause here. Yeah. He's like, just wait a second. Before we go any further, I just want to remind you mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not at this timeline. You're not at the end of the three angels messages. You're like way before that. Yeah. But just so you know, you're still valuable. You're still precious. You know, that's, that's right. still a good thing. That's right. For Specifically you. for John. Yeah. He's like, listen, listen, John and the readers of this book up until this time, this is where you're at. Now, Shanna, you and I wholeheartedly believe that we're in the, in the era of the proclaiming of the three angels messages. I, I, right. I believe that Jesus is coming back soon. Mm-hmm. And though those who are a part of the 144,000 who don't see death, they're the ones who are alive when probation closes. Mm-hmm. These might be concepts that might be a bit a bit lost on you if you're not really familiar with the Bible, but I people are still dying today. Yeah, like car car accidents happen, things happen. Yeah, 
we even though we believe Jesus is coming back soon, that doesn't mean that we're safe. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, faithful Christians are still dying today because it's we are in the time of the end, mm-hmm. but we're not quite at the end of time. Yeah. So yeah, and you, we don't know when that's going to be. No right. one knows the day or the hour except mm-hmm. for the Father. So. But we yeah. do know that it's soon. So pray that God is with you, and that's the and very. And we can look for and hasten it. The, amen, <laughs> amen, and that's the very point of this verse thirteen. It says, "Then I looked." This voice from heaven saying, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Like mm. those who die, and there are many millions and billions of people who have died, who have died, uh, but there are many millions of people who have died serving God, yeah. standing for what is right, that are blessed. But I love that. Despite being faced with the end of life, whether young or old, whatever it may be, they died in the Lord because they put his mission and work first, just mm. as Braden is saying here. It's like, we are expecting Jesus to come back. It's going to be amazingly spectacular. It's literally participating in the second coming is mm. a life or death decision that yeah. will alter it, the, your entire eternity. That's a decision that you have to make that God, I believe is calling you to make. Mm. Uh, why not make it? Yeah. And, and why not live for We can it? choose life. We can choose that today. And I love the idea of, God calls for faithfulness, not mm. fruitfulness. Like we can't determine the results oh, of our work. Amen. But we can be faithful. And so that's where this verse is speaking into. Blessed are those who die in the Lord, those who are choosing God each day. Whether that looks mm-hmm. like you're doing the most amazing evangelistic work or whether you're doing this or whether you're doing that, like God calls you to be faithful in your day to day. And it says here that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Now it's it's interesting. Mine says hard work. They're a rest from their labors, their hard work. That's mm-hmm. right. So they've, they've been through a life. They've come to old age and they've passed away. And if anything, it's, it's merciful because when you come to old age and die, you are frail. You are barely surviving. There are lots of pains and difficulties. Mm. You've worked hard throughout your life. And it's, if you had to have a prolonged life in that state. That would not be fun. It would not be fun. Definitely not. But it's it's awesome. We we die. Mm. There there is mercy there. But I love how it says here, and their works follow them. Yeah. Now, God doesn't forget what we did. That's right. It's it's interesting. It says their works follow them, and to reflect and to think about that, it's like, well, what works follow me? I can't take any money into heaven. Mm. Uh, I can't take my dentistry into heaven. I can't take my my uh, my mechanic business into heaven. I can't take my project car into heaven. I can't take my, you know, hopefully I could take my volleyball skills into heaven or hopefully they are heightened when I get to heaven because I love playing volleyball. Mm. But there's many things in which we, we cannot take into heaven. So the answer is like, well, what, what follows us there? And it says our works, but it's like, oh, but our works in this world, like do they even matter if I'm a good dentist, I'm good this, I'm good with that? Mm. To me, it's... It's clear the only thing that can follow us into heaven is is the fruit that came from the life in which yeah. we live. and that, The legacy that we've left here on earth. That's right. And that legacy is defined by people having a better knowledge and understanding and closeness to Christ because of your actions. Yeah. Holy and solely. And that's that's who the 144,000 are defined as being, They're those who are close to Jesus. Mm. And so for us looking forward to the future and prioritizing, oh, well, what am I supposed to do with the means that God has given me? Well, what is it that follows you into your heaven, into heavens? It's not the means. What it's, are you doing with those means? That's right. It's those who have been won 
by those means. And it, it's either money, talents, time, talents. time. God has given us the ability to use those things at any stage and at any age to be able to be a blessing. Because when we're in heaven, again, our our practice, our vocation, we probably won't have. Yeah. But we will there we will be there potentially with the people who are were influenced by us. And so But should we wait till the end of our lives to start using our talents and means? Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's what we've been talking about. Uh I loved it was a couple of weeks ago when we had we had Grandpa Ron in mm-hmm. here from all the way from Wisconsin, uh sharing with us and we were sharing from the Bible like when you work for God, God pays. Mm. And that that is on here on earth. So if you are putting God's mission first, he will support he you. He provides. And also in heaven, mm. if you're putting God's mission first, he will provide. And what will he provide you with? A seat at the table in heaven. Yeah. When I went to a local Bible college, no, it mm. wasn't local, a Bible college a couple <laughs> of years ago. Um, yeah, I was going there and I was like, not going to earn any money anymore. I was like, is this a good decision? I don't know, mm-hmm. God. And like they got sent us the verses we had to memorize before just so we had an idea of what the verses were. And mm. so many of the verses were God will provide, God will provide. All mm. of them had that key message. I'm like, okay, are you going to try and tell me something, mm. God? Because <laughs> he does. He every does. Every single time. He is wanting to provide and Man, As we get I think I think for both of us, both of us have worked in similar fields and uh, you read the verse, I've learned to be with and I've learned to be without. Mm. And definitely when you work for, when you do gospel work, there are plenty of times in which you are without, yet God provides. Yeah. God is always there. And so let's put him first in what we're doing because how it works will follow us into heaven. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we're just about to come to the end of the show, but before we do, we're going to have some answers. Yes. Some what answers you've all been waiting for. For the question. Now, lots of people got it wrong, so they're, a tricky one today. they're probably hanging out to know what the But they were close, is. right? Yeah. A lot of people said money, mm. which is close. A lot of people said Well, considering wealth, that's what we've been talking about in the Bible self, study. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is... Something related to that, but mm. a little bit of a little bit adjacent. So yeah. share with us. So I would go through them. So Solomon tested himself with pleasure to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. Mm. He tried to fill his life with pleasures and with things that are, you know, mm. pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep using that word over and over. Yeah. Um, but he found it to be meaningless. Mm. The second one was Proverbs twenty one seventeen tells us that the poor person who loves pleasure will become poor. Mm. And the next one, the widow who lives for pleasure is dead while she lives. Mm. And a fool finds pleasure in evil conduct. And Paul says in the last days, people would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Yeah, absolutely. But isn't pleasure like something we should have in our lives? Yeah, I think that ultimately God wants to give us pleasurable and joyous experiences, Mm. right? Like when we read in Revelation that like the Holy Land will be flowing with milk, milk and, and honey, honey and we'll be eating from the trees of life. Mm. Like it's not going to taste bad. Like that sounds good. <laughs> like then they're not going to, they're not going to get us. God's not going to get us into heaven. And it's like, mm. Oh, just deal with it. No, like it's going to be an incredibly pleasurable experience. Yep. But so what pleasure is this talking about then? It's essentially living a life to chase pleasure. Mm. Living a life for self. That's right. Absolutely. So for self, um, well, something that a lot of people chase after to enable pleasure is money. Mm. But uh, again, 
just chasing pleasure in this life as though it is the top priority of this life. Yeah. Because pleasure is fleeting. But God is eternal. Mm. And living with him in heaven is eternal as well. You can this is the thing. If you put pleasure first, you'll have a good sixty to eighty potentially years. And but you'll have many experiences within those years that mm. aren't pleasurable. Yeah. Uh but if There's you still follow, the cares of this life that you're facing and all of that. That's right. But if you follow Jesus, though experiencing some brief in this world, mm. you know, n- like unpleasurable experiences, mm. non-pleasurable experiences, you will experience pleasure for eternity. Ultimately, he's promised us abundant yeah. life here because we're living with him and having that fulfillment of peace right. and all that and abundant life hereafter. That's right. So that's kind of... If you weigh that up, you know, right. short season, forever, you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. no difference. Oh, that's such a good point. Like abundant life, a life in abundance isn't always easy. Mm. And that's the point that God made from the very beginning within the garden. He was like, listen, like life is going to be difficult here on out. Yeah. But despite the difficulties, you can live abundantly mm. and then you will be in heaven. Yeah. A place in which... You experience, yeah, you experience pleasure and abundance for eternity. And that's where I want to be. We've got another text message here from Braden. He says, God's pl- God's pleasure is eternal and uplifting. The world's pleasure is selfish and degrading. Mm. And that's, I think, we become, I-, I love this point because we chase pleasure to the point where we degrade self for it. I think, like, the ultimate example of that is, you know, people um, who are addicted to drugs or whatever it may be who then end up, living out in the street. It's like, it's like mm. they've degraded oneself to the point in which they've, they've foregone a regular life and vocation and whatnot, just to take an end and a sense of self and morality mm. and dignity for the sake of pleasure. Now we love and care for those people. And we hope that they, we hope and we know that Jesus is the answer there because the Jesus then directs us to a life in which it's like, okay, well, there is some sacrifice to make in this world yeah. for the sake of heaven to come guys thanks for thanks for all your input and your thoughts on the show so far and if you've got any thoughts about are we supposed to be ch- chasing pleasure are we spo- supposed to not be you can send it to us zero four nine one zzero six four six six nine that is the number to call or text but yeah that was the answer today and for everyone who got it correct you'll be going into the draw for our amazing prizes which is got the journal of the word incredible expensive bible as well as conflict of the ages box set which will be drawn on friday thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM